Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. Welcome back to the Hardwater Fishing Show. It is season six, episode 11. It's the third week of January, 2023. We also, you know, we've been considering, Jeff, a new name for the show. Yeah, you're right. It's been six years and maybe we need a new one, right? Based on current weather events, I'm thinking the Squishy Water Fishing Show. (laughs) Because anymore, the water, the ice is getting squishy. squishy. At least where I live. I don't know about you. I wouldn't say it's squishy, but it's certainly not thick like it usually is this time of year. No, it's it's not. It's not. So I'm a little disgruntled today. But let's we'll talk about that later. Yes. We'll talk about my disgruntledness later. But first, Jeff, a couple of things. First of all, tonight we're actually recording together. I know. Which is weird. We've I'm not used this. to looking at you while I do this. We've done this not very many times. This no. might be, I mean, maybe yeah, like it's not very five often. or six. Not very so. often we're in the same room and we decide to record. So. No. So we're doing that tonight. So that's that's a new experience. And uh, so we'll start with, uh, what are you drinking, Jeff? We actually together went, we went to the local uh, liquor store. We're in Minnesota, so you have to go to a liquor store, unlike a gas station or something in Iowa. And we picked a six-pack of you. Pick whatever kind of beers you want. Random beers. Rando beers. Yeah, there's a cooler, and you pick six, and it's $10.99, so we have not the same beers. And you were rushing me a little bit here. You think? I was trying to lead, read every label and make sure I didn't get, like, carpet. <laughs> I think I can look quicker when it says the word I... P-A. I'm just looking for that. Don't I don't get know. That Some, one. Sometimes they, you have to read the description to make sure they don't sneak in dank or musty. Even if it says American... IPA. Don't get those. Don't get those. If you're me. If you're Jason. Jeff likes that. I like them. They're more like treats, right? Like candy. You wouldn't want to sit down and drink a six pack of IPAs. I mean, I wouldn't. Oh my God. But one, it's, it's, it's like, you know, eating a cookie or a I'll eat, but I eat more than one cookie, Jeff. How about a piece of chocolate cake? I'll eat two pieces of chocolate cake. Okay, you can yeah. maybe have two IPAs. That's fine. So it's like a You're piece right. of You're right. I never eat six pieces of chocolate cake. If you ate six pieces of chocolate I, you'd cake. You'd have a bellyache. Yes. You would have a bellyache. So that's how I think okay, of IPAs. That's fair. that's fair. That's fair. All right. So anyway, what do you got? What are you drinking? What do you pick out of this six-pack? And, and we're actually going to put this up on Facebook later, and you guys can decide. By the time you've listened to this show, you should have hopefully had a choice of which beer we're drinking. That's if you're on our Facebook. Yes. Or Instagram, right? Yeah, we'll put it on Instagram. Yeah. We can do that. You bet. I guess we didn't make a TikTok. Could we have. did not do a TikTok. We could still do that. We have time. We do. But it would be an empty can it, of It one could of be these. the, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> you oh, look, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Oh, That's terrible. Can we just move on? This show's going downhill fast. All right. So, Jason. <laughs> yes, sir. I picked out. I actually wanted this one, but you picked it. It did. So you you go ahead and drink. You could this have one. picked the same no, one. No, I'm not. We're not going to get. That's dumb. I, I feel like. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope you don't like it. I feel like I'm in like this thing where two kids want the same I thing. Know. When <laughs> you go ahead, I hope you don't like it, so I get it. All right, go so ahead. This is made by Jack Pine Brewery. All right, 
It's brewed by Jack Pine Brewery in Baxter, Minnesota, near Brainerd. So Hence the Jack Pine. Near uh, Gull Lake, which is a really big lake there. Yep. Duck Pond is a subtly complex nut brown ale. Various roasted barley malts lend a wide spectrum to this beer, ranging from lighter notes of breedy, toasty, and nutty to deeper characters such as prune, raisin, chocolate, and coffee. All of these flavors and aromas are wrapped up in a moderate gravity brown ale with a clean finish that leaves you searching for another pint. You only have one beer, though. I can only search for this one. Well, I suppose like... I think all those notes would be lost on my palate. So you go ahead and enjoy that. There's too many things. And do you have to find another one because it's like a squirrel finding a nut? Is that? I have no idea. Just drink the beer and see what you got. Probably been in that refrigerator for months. It tastes like a really good nut brown ale. It is very complex. You like it. Okay. It's complex. I I enjoy it. Well, I don't think the beer I chose is going to be very complex. (laughs) But we'll see. This this has an interesting name. It's just Old Chub. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about me that way. Well, I use chubs for fishing. Oh, that kind of chub. Old Chub. Hope it doesn't taste like an old chub. <laughs> this could be an IP. The one floating in your no. bait box? <laughs> yeah, I hate that. The one you find after two weeks, you're like, oh, uh, that's what that's at. So this is a Scotch Ale. And it doesn't really have a whole lot of information. I have no clue what a Scotch Ale is. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna drink it. Hmm. It's not bad. Okay. It's 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 an ale. It's um, yeah. It's almost like because I don't have a real defined descriptor when it comes to beer. This is it's almost like a. It's either carpet or not carpet. It's not carpet. Okay, not carpet. It's not carpet. It's um, it's like a light Guinness. Ooh, I like Guinness. It's like a light Guinness. It's not as heavy as a Guinness, but it kind of has that same flavor ish mm. whatever that type of beer is so i actually don't think guinness is as heavy as people think it is people used to think of guinness as a very heavy beer yeah but now if you get into those hazy ipas that, oh yeah i mean those are no much this is heavier. this is actually this is not bad this is not bad i'm not unhappy with my beer choice i think it's because it has a yellow label on the top i think that <laughs> indicated that it was part of the build the your own pack. six pack build your own six pack but anyway we move on we digress so we got beer out of the way. This is just so weird doing this together. It is, isn't it? Because usually while you're talking, I like browse the internet. <laughs> I'm so interesting that you're like, I could listen to him talk. My ADD is just going wild. So while you're just jabbering on, I'm like scrolling Craigslist and I'm thinking of the next thing I'm going to say. Ooh, snowmobile. And I'm just Ooh. waiting for you to get done. Ooh, snow bear. But now I'm here with you. And so it's kind of awkward <laughs> if I'm just on Craigslist or doing yes. something different. But So I'm going to try to stay focused okay. tonight. Focus in. All right, I'm Focus back. in. Listener new. No, patrons, you go. You might as well do this. So we always like to thank our, all of our patrons for their support. And also uh, patron of the show, who is Andy T. So cheers to you, Andy. Thank you for cheers. the support of the show and paying our bills. I'm liking this beer less the further I get into it. Mine is just as good on the third sip no the first sip was good the third one's kind of i mean if you want we've never done this before you can try my beer no i don't want to do that's not hygienic <laughs> i don't have covid <laughs> well how do you know i mean who knows that's the know. worst of my concerns i don't want <laughs> lip herpes or anything else so i'm gonna just drink wow. my own beer all right drink your own beer <laughs> next time we're gonna have to get two of each kind we so will, we, can... we will listener news because we put our listeners first maybe fifth Chris. Well, we moved them up, though. We did. We talked about that last time. Yes. 
It's Western Mass. Chris W. from Western Massachusetts, Berkshires, Berkshires, Berkshire. How do you pronounce it? Berkshire. Berkshire. Berkshires. It's Berkshire. Haven't you ever heard of like the most valuable company, Berkshire Hathaway? I think it's Berkshire. It's Berkshire. Berkshire's where hobbits live. Well, Chris, we need a fact <laughs> check on this one. I'm pretty sure it's Berkshire. Just like okay, uh, I'm saying Berkshires. You've heard of Berkshire Hathaway? Yeah, right? of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's the rich guy. That yeah, lives in no, Omaha. I, yeah, the rich guy in Omaha, the yeah. Oracle of Omaha. They call him. Oh, the Oracle of Omaha. Yeah, that's what that's what his name is. Is this a fishing show? He drinks like five cokes a day. Oh, really? Yeah. I like Coke. Yeah. I mean, you could be rich someday. <laughs> All I have to do is drink five Cokes That's, a day. And then change your investment strategies dramatically. Uh, less ice fishing gear? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, moving on. He wanted to thank us for putting out his podcast. He might not after this episode. <laughs> um, he listens all the time. Let's see. He's from Western Michigan. They can have five tip-ups in the water or four in a jig rod. That sounds like a lot of work, five tip-ups. Yeah, so like you can do three on the Mississippi. Two in Minnesota. In Iowa, you can do three. And then have two jig lines. And huh. I think. So they differentiate between tip-up and jig yep, line. they do. Hmm. So a rod you're holding and using versus something sitting on a tip-up, tip-down type thing. And it gets to be a, like every time you move, it's a lot of work. Sure. Like there's a lot of busy work. So for, what was it Um, for the fellow Colby? Colby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Colby. Colby. We had him on yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colby. Didn't they, couldn't they have a whole bunch of tip-ups up there, like five or something? I think you might be right. Yeah. But don't. Trust our regulations. Always, always hey, check, check. check regs, please. Always, <laughs> always check the regulations, folks. So this this is interesting. He loves bass fishing on tip-ups. When they hit the tip-up, the rod, the tip-up vibrates as real spools. I wonder what kind of tip-ups he uses. We, hey, Chris, if you are listening, which I'm pretty sure you are since you sent us this in, uh, we'd love to see what kind of tip-ups you're using. There's so many different kinds. Yeah, and there are. There's a ton of different, like, local, local type style yeah. tip-ups. I, when I was on the Mississippi this weekend, they were using tip-downs and then these wooden tip-downs. Yeah. And they were really neat. I'd never hmm. seen anything like it. They looked very old, and they'd probably been made by some local guy. Like, you know. He took some sticks off a tree? And... No, they were much more sophisticated than that. Okay. But they were pretty cool. Okay, cool. I should have taken a picture of them. Chris did send in a really nice bass picture. Um, that's got to be a four or five pounder. Yeah. It's a nice one. Bass are always fun. Yeah, really fat. Look at that tail. Fat tail. Yeah. We'll get this yeah. picture out too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And then Dave J from Northern Ontario. I love it when we have the Canadians check in. That's just awesome. They always have big fish up there, oh don't my they? Oh, God. They have such big fish. Such big fish. So, yeah, he got a. Uh, Brook trout, but he said the locals just call them speckled trout or specks. You know, his buddy, this is always the best. The, his buddy has just given up on the hole, went somewhere else, and he walked over, dropped his white tube jig down the hole, and five minutes later, he got a nice, speck, a nice speckled fish, brook trout. Yeah, that's classic. You should always fish a hole your buddy's given up on, at least just for a couple minutes. Just so you can Worst say. Worst case scenario, you don't catch a fish. Best case scenario is you catch a fish after he left. <laughs> Same thing with deer stands. Like when they go on for lunch, you should sit in their deer stand. Okay. He did say, too, there was, he sent in a couple pictures, but he said he, they don't use huts or shacks up there. And I would think it would be colder than it is here. So, man. You guys are tough. Yeah, it looks like he looks warm, but he's got the full, like, face guard and the hat and... 
Uh, but it's a nice looking fish. Well, if you're not jigging, I can understand why you wouldn't maybe sit in a shack. Yeah. Just turn your back to the wind and. Yeah, I mean, you can move. It's more mm-hmm. portable. So the best part of this, or maybe not the best part, but is so he took a picture of his speckled or trout. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Measuring it across the laundry tub. Well, actually, he said. He calls it the fish cleaning station. His wife, for some reason, calls it the laundry tub. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. And we've used laundry tubs before to clean fish. Oh, yeah. Preferable to, like, the kitchen counter. I don't use the kitchen counter. Dining room table. Yeah. Where, where do you fit, clean your fish, Jay? Usually out in the garage. Yeah. I do it in the basement. I have a tool bench. Mm-hmm. And it's high up, and it's warm. Cause yeah. When you're, in, when you're outside cleaning fish and it's really cold... That sucks. Yeah. I have a little, uh, my little red table. Oh, the little red table. We've never <laughs> talked about Have we ever talked about the know. little red table? I still have the little red table. So tell us the story about the little oh red table. Oh my God. We diverged. I don't know. It's just a little red table. So I bought this little metal Costco, not from Costco, but the C-O-S-C-O. Yeah. It's a no brand. Tea. No, no tea. No Costco. Like they make baby stuff, don't they? Well, they make a lot of different yeah. things. But yeah. Anyway, it's a metal folding table. It's a, a, I don't know how to describe it. I'll have to get a picture of it. It's it's all metal. It's all metal, metal, chrome metal legs and a red top, probably made out of lead paint. I mean, nobody, I've never seen anything with this much metal. It, it doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. And I bought it for five bucks at an auction, like what, 20 years ago. And it was old then. It's probably from the 60s, yeah, but it's, if I had to guess. It's about the perfect size, though, because it's tall. Yep. But then... It's not super wide or super long. It's just like big enough. It yeah, it's in the bottom of us, like a jet sled, sport yeah. sled. Yeah, it does. It does. It, it's. And I've used it for years, but um, it needs some repair. Oh, I was using it to build a fence at my daughter's, <laughs> and I got a little off with the saw, and metal <laughs> metal carbide bit goes right through whatever that metal is so it's on my list of things to weld all right so i expect an, a full instagram picture <laughs> yeah, the and with, cut. with the cut i was i was like mad when i cut into that table yeah it's i didn't i haven't forgiven myself for that yet uh, you shouldn't no i mean i couldn't believe i did it i was really sad about but that. that i mean we've taken that red i mean you've probably taken it a hundred times oh, more yeah. than we have but it's been certainly across many lakes in the back of a sled <laughs> yep many yep a lot of deer camps a lot of soapbox races a lot of fishing trips um it has one downside mm. you have to pack stuff on it in the car oh because it, it just it just rattles like for <laughs> 500 miles it just rattling in the back and you can't get to it you have to pack it just so otherwise it'll kill you You'll yeah. want to throw it out the window. In the 60s, all the cars rattled so much you didn't yeah, hear you didn't the know. red table that over thing, the car. Man, that thing just rattles. You can put it in a trunk and you still hear it rattling back there. <laughs> just rattles along. You know you didn't forget uh, it because you can hear it. That is one advantage to owning a pickup truck now. Yeah, You, you can put stuff in the bed and if it's rattling, man, it's real loud if you can oh, hear it. Yeah, absolutely. No, And that's like with driving a Yukon or before yes. that I did Jeeps and stuff or Suburban and... Yeah, you, you hear stuff and smell stuff sometimes. The worst sound is that I hear is when you, like, before my last fishing trip, I fill up two five-gallon gas cans for my generator, and I put them in the back of the pickup truck, and then... Oh, I, you hear it flip over? I, I heard the bra- I hit the brakes, and I hear, boom, oh. boom, and oh, I'm like, no. 
Oh, I hope they're still standing up straight, which they were, luckily. But when I was a kid, we used to drive. We're getting way down the rabbit hole, but whatever. <laughs> we used to drive a Caprice diesel. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Remember the blue diesel? Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it. Yeah. Maybe you probably. It looked like every other Caprice classic out there in the eighties. It's blue. It was blue, and it was a diesel. It had like two horsepower. Yeah, top <laughs> on a good day. Anyway, my dad would once in a while he'd put. He'd fill up gas cans and full of diesel. And I don't know if he got them cheap somewhere or what the deal was. But he'd put them in the trunk. So there'd be like four, three or four gas cans full of diesel fuel in the trunk. But we didn't know that. Yeah. So he'd come home from work. We'd clean out the stupid car so we could go out yep. and hang out with our buddies. And, of course, you'd drive like an idiot. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, you'd, you'd take a corner too fast, which was hard. You really had to work at it. Oh, my gosh. In that car, and you'd hear, bang, bang. <laughs> And you're like, oh, shoot. So you have to open the trunk and make sure the cans hadn't flipped over in the trunk. And it dent the side of the, like the car, yeah. then the trunk was dented from the inside. Like you'd have dents on the outside of the car <laughs> yeah. from the inside? Yeah, that was a oh. bad situation. Yeah, we used to get in trouble for that a little bit. All right, so. Anyway, Timmy that, Hall. That, that, that was like way down. We did, yeah, we went down the rabbit hole. Timmy Hall, our buddy out in Pennsylvania, sent us a nice report. Thanks, Timmy. We appreciate you. You doing that? We'd asked for that in the last podcast, and, and yeah. Timmy obliged. Uh, fishing report from last week: six inches of ice, which is good. Twenty-five foot deep on a small private lake, caught himself some some nice fish, some perch. I think was was there just perch in that picture? There was one sunny and a sunny sunfish. Uh, tip tungsten jig, tipped with a waxworm, and of course on one of his custom rods, twenty-four inch ultra light flat top rod. I wonder what a flat top rod is. I don't know what a flat top rod is. Do you? Ultralight flat top. I don't. Is, you think it's? Is he getting? Timmy, you'll have to let us know. Um, is that like the thirteen fishing ones? You think? Do you think he's making getting blanks like that now? Don't know. I've never seen a flat All right, top. Timmy, send us a picture of your flat top rod. What you're talking about, so we can throw that up. Um, then we missed one here. Jay Jordan P was asking about going to the Red Door and fishing Malax in February. I'll leave this one to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Our local Malax expert, if you can call him that. So he's Jordan is from Midwest Michigan, and he, yeah. they don't have ice, and it's not coming soon. So they're coming in February, and he's asking about walking out. Or, I mean, I can't really predict the future by that point of the ice, but I would think you wouldn't have to walk out at that point. Well, if they're putting one of their fish houses out, they'll probably be able to drive. I mean, I drove my truck and wheelhouse out there last weekend. My my advice, though, I would, I would um, even if you're renting a house, I would still bring some gear. So if you want to wander, yeah, oh yeah, you can. Well, you should have some warm gear in case your car breaks down. Well, no, no, you're... I mean like your own auger. Oh, sure. You know, and your yeah. stuff because if you have no, it, there's not. If you have it, if he has it, and it sounds like he has it. Yeah. It. If, because there's nothing worse, and this is nothing against the Red Door. This is any resort. Yeah, you can you can be there, and there you are, and there's no fish biting, and man, that's a long weekend. Mm-hmm. When you've gone like six hours yes. with no hope. Now that doesn't mean when you move you're going to go catch fish, but at least you're doing something. <laughs> you're going down swinging instead of just yes. just being sad. I like so it. So bring your stuff. So I think you will be fine with ice. I mean, I would always check before you go because it changes. I mean, it rained a little bit today, which is really weird, and it was warm. 
but there, there's about 14 inches as of a few days ago. It's a little, got a little warm and it rained a little bit, but I don't, I would just check, but I would, I would suspect it you'll be okay by that point, but I would check. Just call the resort before you go. Yep. That sounds good. All right. So this one's for Jason now. This is a Iowa fishing question. So Mike H wrote in and said, my son-in-law was transferred to Ottumwa, Iowa Atumwa, yeah. to be a Marine recruiter. So thank you for your service. Mike H's son-in-law. But he's saying he got some Christmas ice fishing gear for Christmas. Where can he go to fish? So what do you think, Jay? Yeah, so I think anytime in any state, and this doesn't just for Iowa, your best first source of information when you move to a new area is to go to the DNR, the Department of Natural Resources website for that state. So in Iowa, they have an Iowa Outdoors recreation map, um, and they have some community fishing maps. So like Ottumwa, um, on that, I looked it up quick on the DNR site. There's actually a couple little ponds right in um, Ottumwa that are community fishing places that you can go and try out equipment. And they have largemouth bass. One of them stocked with uh, trout. Um, and there's several others within an hour drive that are marked on that map. The also thing in Iowa specifically is every county has a conservation board. And every conservation board on their website will typically have all the natural resource areas for that county listed. And so you can go to that county, and it'll tell you all their parks. It'll tell you their little ponds or their small lakes. And you can look for opportunities to fish in all those different little spots. The other thing to do, really, which is invaluable in my opinion, is call the local bait shop or go to that local bait shop, buy a few things, and, and they'll, they'll help you out. Because they want you to get catch fish because then you come back and buy more stuff. So that's that's what I would that's where I would start. Uh, the other thing I would note is right now I think Southern Iowa ice is getting sketchier every day. It's like forty two degrees when I left Iowa this morning and it was raining hard. Hmm. Um, and so I know the ice I was out on in the, my area, which is Highway Twenty area, was usually four to five inches of ice. That's all we had. And now with this rain in forties, I mean. Whether you can even get out, maybe this. Yeah, I mean, some of it's going to be just you're get. I, you know, you really January, you're not thinking it's spud bar territory anymore. But man, I would make sure you have a spud bar, and you're back to checking like early ice. I think, especially southern Minnesota, you know, uh, most of Iowa at this point. That's my opinion. Um, until you're very sure that that ice wasn't compromised by this recent weather. And I don't think we're done with this junk either. So. Yep, not every ice here is made equal. <laughs> no, especially this year, it's nuts. All right, so show business, Jason. We moved this down because we put our listeners first, but it's still in here. Uh, the best place to interact with us is on social media is Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on TikTok also at HWFS17. You can find our website, hardwatershow.com. We are on YouTube. You can download all the podcast episodes there and listen to them. And you can email us at hardwatershow at gmail.com. And we are on Linktree, so you can find all those links on Linktree, yeah. uh, HWFS. If you send us pictures, I prefer Gmail. There you go, yes. If you don't mind. Um, we certainly will take them anywhere, but those are the easiest for us to connect back out and shoot out to Instagram and, and Facebook and such from that format. It just seems easier for some reason. Yeah. 
Um, cause I can do it from my phone, which is the big thing. Yeah. And then the other thing I would say is, you know, if you don't mind, let us know if you're okay with us sharing that. Otherwise, a lot of times we'll check back. So it does save an email if you're fine with us sharing stuff. Typically we assume you are if you send it to us, but uh, we, we just, check. we like to check. Sometimes, most of the time we check, sometimes we forget, but most of the time yeah. we check. Fact checks. Okay. We have one fact check. This is the one you sent in. Yeah. This is actually, uh, from Crappy. Yeah, this is Jeff. You sent this. I did not send yeah, this Yeah, you in. did. No, C-R-K-R. He will send another message to prove it's not me. <laughs> well, you could just send another message. <laughs> I am not Crappy. <laughs> K-R-R-O-P-P-I-E-E. Says, fact check, everybody knows what Linktree is. Yes. That is not true. Everybody knows what Linktree is, not except true. for like people who don't know what the Well, then that's is. not everybody. Well, there's... There's people that never heard of the internet before somewhere, well, right? But then they don't know about our show. Yes, they would not know about our show. So, Without the internet, we're not much of anything. We're not. We're still fishing, though, so there's that. Yeah, we fished before the internet. We did. I fished before the internet. Back in the 1900s. <laughs> yes, in the 1900s. My youngest, who, who always wants to give my oldest a hard time, she goes, you were born in the 1900s. What do you know? <laughs> You were born. Cass was born in the 1900s. I've heard it referred to as the late 1900s. The late 1900s, which makes it almost sound worse. I know. I know. Yeah. All right. So gear, Jason. I hear you got a new ice shack. Well, yeah. So I talked about this on the show way back. I got this new um, Clam Kenai um, ice shack. Stealth model. Stealth model. So it's black. Um, and it has a light bar, which I haven't used a light bar yet. Can you get picked up on radar in that thing? No, it's stealth, dude. Cool. <laughs> First of all, no one's running radar in the lake. Well, at least we're at lake. Maybe they are in, I shouldn't say that. They probably are running radar in some lakes. Yeah, maybe. For snowmobiles. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 like, so there's a fisherman, and he goes out fishing, and you're fishing, and they're like, I don't see anything. I disappear. Nobody's fishing here. Yeah. I better not fish here, because then they go somewhere else. That's why it's stealth. I don't know why. It's stealth because it's black. It looks cool. It does. So moving on. Um, new shack. So I've had it. I've used it a couple of times. I fished two long days um, this weekend. And so I got it finally a chance to put it through some paces and decide if I like it or not. Uh, it's Day one, I wasn't. Yeah. Day two, it's kind of growing on me. Takes some time to get used to it. Yeah, think? it's just different. So, you know, I'm used to fishing in the Nanook myself. So I've got a lot of space it's east wide. and west. So it's, it's wide. wide. And but it's shallow behind you. Your your knees are in your ears. There it's it doesn't sit quite as well. Um, and this one is it's deep behind you, but it's more, more narrow side to side. I really like not much messing with the poles, right? This just flips yeah. over. But the thing I don't like is it's got two long bars that run front to back, full yep. length of the shack front to back, and you can't like just set a bucket in it. And that was well noted. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't a surprise, it, but I didn't, I didn't, I don't like it. Okay. So I got a plan though. I'm going to take the bars around front to back. Yes. And I'm going to take them off mm-hmm. and I'm going to run them side to side and cut yep. them off. Yep. And then that way I'll be able to put buckets behind me and I think it'll be awesome. I have another plan for you. Sell it to you? No. You got a good deal on it. You could sell it because it's not what you want and go buy a new one. I don't think the new ones are what I want either, though. Well, not that model, just a different one that fits you better. But what if I can just fix this one? 
Because I think if I fix that, yeah. it'd be perfect. Okay, well, maybe it's worth it then. Maybe Because it's, it's got it. the deep tub design, which I like. Yeah. The seat was really comfortable. The height is right. I can sit in the seat. Yeah. My knees are fine, and okay. I can still reach over and get the hole, Ooh, get to the hole. That's So it's like in that sweet spot of even with yes. my stuff on, I can still reach down and get stuff off the ground. Yeah. That's that's worth something. Yeah. I do like the deep tub because you get taller. Yeah. The feet, you get your legs not yeah. around your ears. Um. Anyway, so that's the plan. So I'm gonna I'm gonna find some time. I'm gonna cut the. I don't think it'll take long. I think I'm hoping as long as those bars will fit underneath the the um, the poles where yeah. the poles hit down. Yep. As long as those bars will fit underneath those poles with it collapsed without interfering, then I think it's a super simple operation. Sure. Because so the the seat has slides and those are attached on each side, right? Okay. Um, and people that have the shack, they're they're just slides that attach to those big round bars, those yep. one inch round bars, yep, or inch and a half round bars. But I think if I turn those, and there's so it's like any other boat seat. There's four screws on the bottom, yeah, and things. Oh, it, so these, these 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 slides attach to those. Yeah, okay. So I think I should be able to just take them and and rotate them ninety degrees, and then the seat should slide side to side instead of front to back. Okay, and then you put the poles across put the poles across the side and there's no reinforcements on the tub that would cause that to be wimpier no. or stronger Mm-mm. okay no okay i look forward to the customization I, I think it's literally like um two holes with the drill yep and two quick cuts with the sawzall it sounds like every afternoon project i've ever done <laughs> it might go bad but we're gonna give it a okay. shot or just buy a new one i won't buy it no because that is actually longer. That will take longer. Yeah, putting them together sucks. Yeah, because then you got to put it together, and there's no fun in that. There's no fun in putting things together. None. This is better. It'll work. All right. It's going to work. So almost perfect. Almost doable. And yeah. In- invisible. I don't know about perfect. It's heavier. I don't know. It, it's heavier, but it's not. But it's the, not a hell of a lot lighter. But the thing is you can fish a spot. Deploy your cover, decide you want to move over 10 feet, drill yep. a hole, flip it, move it over 10 feet, and just fish there. I could do that with my other one, though. Okay, well, 20 feet. I don't. What I don't have is that initial setup of getting all the poles extended out okay. this far. So you've saved some time. I've saved 20 seconds. But for some reason, that seems like a worthwhile well, 20 seconds. But the other thing I would tell you is my old shack was not insulated. Oh, yeah. That's so this is deal. an insulated shack. So... um. It's still an upgrade from a non-insulated shack. I was heating it with that. This is nice. I used um, it wasn't super cold. Yeah. But I was using. I bought one of, or got for Christmas one of the the little little buddies. Yeah, I have one of the tiniest buddy. The, whatever that's <laughs> is it called the tiny buddy. <laughs> no, I don't think that's the name. <laughs> little because you have the buddy heater. This is the little they buddy. Have the big buddy. The buddy. The buddy. And then the this little, is the little, little buddy. buddy. Yeah, it's the little buddy. Hey, little buddy. But in a whole day, I use one can of propane. Yeah, I know. I have the same little buddy, and it packs so light and yeah. small. I, yeah, so that that was an advantage. You bring out two prone, two one pounders, and yeah. you're ready to roll. No, that was good, and I liked that 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 little buddy heater has an auto light. You don't have to mess with having a match. Yeah, because I don't smoke. No, I, I so actually you know very much like that. Stuff. It's all there. Anything you don't have to forget at home. I mean, it sucks. You bring out your twenty pound propane tank with your heater, and then you forget it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. You're so sad. You've got forty pounds of gear and no heat. No, no heat. 
Oh, yeah, I've been down that road. No, it's just sadness. I must say, all in all, buddy heaters are my favorite. I know there's been a lot of diesel diesel awesomeness going on, diesel heater awesomeness going around, but I do like my buddy well, heaters. I mean, if you're, if you're going to do a lot of winter camping, I think there's certainly certainly some uh, some merit to the diesel. And you can cook your hot dogs on the little buddy. I've done it. On the little, little buddy? Yeah. Really? You have a fork. You rest it on the top grate, and you stick the hot dog in there, and it cooks. Like you, you just forks from your kitchen at home? Yeah. Does your wife know? Yeah, she gave me one. <laughs> I brought it back. I've never issued a fork to go out into the wild. <laughs> no, Don't use plastic I'm not forks allowed. to do that. Well, yeah, I'm not allowed. I have to put it on my, put it on my, my uh, vice grips or something. Yeah, my but it does get pliers. hot, so you have to be careful. Use my needle nose pliers for that. The, we, the forceps. Yeah. You just pin it right Oh, there. I got a story for you on those. So I got a gift card for Christmas. And I keep on losing those little forceps. So I bought a pair of them along with a pair of snippers. And I was out in the ice last weekend, and I got a factory defect. They didn't open. They, like, were few. There's, like, a the forceps, and there's, like, a little bridge thing in the middle that yeah. connects the two at the top to, like, yeah. almost lock them in. Well, that locking part was, like, fused together, so you couldn't open the the forceps. So, did I ever tell you what I do to the forceps when I get them for ice fishing? No. I cut those things off. Oh, well, this is like a grappler version, so it's oh. really thick. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do about it. I just it. cut them off. Well, you know, because on the forceps, I hate when they lock. Yeah. Because you're trying to get a hook out and the thing locks on you. But doesn't that lock prevent you from pinching your fingers and the. I've never had that problem. Oh. But what I hate is when it locks and then yeah. you, you can't get them unlocked. Yeah. Because it's halfway down a fish's yeah. throat. And you're trying to get a hook out. Yeah. So I just cut those things off. Hmm. You know, the other <laughs> thing I want to try is that toothpick. I People swear by the toothpick. I've got one, but I can never figure out how to use it. I have, I need to buy I'm one. Toothpick. What's the word looking for? Toothpick. Less? Challenged. Toothpick challenged. Toothpick challenged. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we better move on. All right, so... Uh, how long? Yeah, we're a half hour in. We're still talking about toothpicks. No, we're good. We're good. All right, so... I my gear update was I got a new shuttle. You finally got the shuttle, huh? Yeah. Well, so I have the lithium shuttle. I think I talked about this last time, and the battery just wasn't cutting it. Like it wasn't lasting long enough in there. Yep. So I needed a bigger battery. Well, then you need something to carry the bigger battery in. So I got the the Bass King or K H A N G. It's called, and it's got a cool handle. It's it's. 3D printed, not that that really matters, I guess. I mean, it's still the same thing. It's just 3D printed. It was $10 more, but, well, before I go into that, the handle is blue camo, which is pretty sweet. It, it looks pretty cool. And that's the power box version. So you have a couple USBs, and it tells you how much voltage you're getting out of it. The lithium shuttle actually has a percent battery left. This doesn't have that. It just says how many volts are in it, so I don't know how that... Did it come with a battery? No. No, okay. I got this thing, and it was $10 more to to have them assemble it. So you had them assemble it, didn't no, you? No, I did not. You should have. Uh, it was ama- It took me hours <laughs> to put this stupid thing together. <laughs> I, I, it so was, pay, the, pay the 10 bucks. If you get one of these things, $10 is worth every penny to have them assemble it. Because it was... Got it. The directions were so-so. It was packaged really nice. Like, the hardware was in little... 
little plastic things and I'll put a couple pictures. I took some pictures, but putting together took me hours and in, so you have to get these gimbals to hold my Helix seven on it. And there, some of those things are separate, right? Cause some people might have like Helix seven. So they have to get different gimbals for the, to hold the head unit in sure. to the shuttle. And so the shuttle is threaded for the screws to put these gimbals in, but it's kind of poor. So like it's really hard to get them to thread into this like it's just threaded into the sure. plastic yeah. and you're trying to that part I don't know I think they need to I wouldn't say don't get it because of that but it wasn't my favorite way okay yeah <laughs> you know, no, I mean that's cool. it, it overall I'm I'm so far happy with it the only other thing that it was kind of like hmm after I got it then think about it, they have a lot of literature that says don't put this in your sled if you're towing it behind an ATV or snowmobile. Always keep it in the machine that you're driving. And, you know, honestly, that's not very convenient. And I don't know, I don't know, it doesn't give me a lot of warm fuzzies for durability if sure. if you carry it in the sled and then it breaks. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying it won't work. I just was a little, like, surprised by that, I yeah. guess, that it no, said don't keep it in your thing. Because when we're in Lake of the Woods, we do that, so... Maybe I'll bring my hummingbird. It's a little more durable up there. But it did solve the battery problem, at least so far. Um, the lithium shuttle, when I would hook my Helix 7 to it, you'd charge it to 100%, and you'd turn it on, and my Helix 7 would show low battery immediately uh, on the Helix that's 7. That's super annoying. And, and it would say, like, you know, no battery. Because I think the battery, I don't know if it wasn't the wasn't the right kind or whatever it just didn't have the right voltage so it was when i turned on my helix 7 with this new one which is the battery i guess which i forgot to talk about but it went 100 percent battery like it seemed like it was working correctly. i was gonna ask you what you got for a battery so i got a this was i still don't know if i did the right thing to be honest you know it's one of those things where you go from being underpowered because i think i was underpowered with mm-hmm. my with the with the shuttle with the shuttle it just it's not I, it takes like 0.85 watts per hour and amps or watts? amps sorry yeah, amps okay. so it takes 0.85 so if you think about um, a 10 amp hour battery you're going to get you know 10, 10 10 hours max yeah so and it wasn't even that much so what i went with was a 20 amp hour um, amped outdoors okay battery which is a different type of battery than the one that comes in my lithium shuttle it's a lithium iron phosphate we had amped outdoors on here earlier this year and the difference is when i bought my shuttle you can either get a battery tray for a standard i'm going to call it a standard vexlar battery right like there's a standard size well this one's a little bigger because it's a little bigger battery yep so when i ordered the shuttle i ordered it with the bigger tray yeah that makes sense and then i got the 20 amp hour battery and i will see how it goes i oh, you'd be fine with that that should work just fine so it should go over 20 hours i mean yeah i don't fish that long so yeah but but it's going to be nice to have that back up and the other nice thing of course i, I bought it at shields uh because it was just easier for me to go there but they were out of the chargers that were for the amped outdoor batteries so I had to order one of them from their website. And I looked at when you buy chargers, pay attention to how fast they charge. Because the Amped Outdoors one charges at three amps per hour. 
It's a three amp charger. Okay. The other one I bought that was the same price only did two. Oh. So with a twenty amp hour battery, ten hour charge time. Right, and if, by, you, if you kill it, and if you go with three, it just brings that down. So like if you're fishing all day and then going home and going to sleep, you might go out the next day and it might not be charged up or not. Yeah. So and they also I guess talk to each other. There's a battery management system yep. in the battery, and their charger knows how to do. I think you'll thing. be fine. I mean, you're not. It's gonna be pretty rare. You're going to kill that 20 amp hour oh, yeah. battery in a day. Yes. Um, yes. So you'll probably be fine. Yep. But I'm excited to try it out. We'll get it out this weekend. But my number one tip is if you buy one of these Bass King shuttles, get it assembled for 10 bucks. <laughs> totally worth it. Anytime you get people to put stuff together for you, I think you're better off. But I was trying to save pennies. You know, I know, I, I know. it's all expensive. And I'm like, anywhere I can, I can do that, you know, spend a few minutes or hours putting it together. So. All right, so then we the other gear thing we had here was the Ice Runner. We got some more information about Ice Runner. You want to talk a little bit about that, Jay? Yeah, somehow we've become an ambassador for Ice Runner. We're really not. We're actually one of the few independent shows around. Um, we continue to be independent and always will from my perspective. Yep. At any rate, Ice Runner, we think it's a neat product, and we got some more information on somebody that went out and used it, bought one and used it, and they said that they bought the whole kit and caboodles, about 700 bucks out the door. Um, was ready to fish out the door, so they didn't have to assemble that. Ooh, that's kind of back to assembly. I feel like this assembly. is some assembly required. Yeah, we no should rename assembly. this. Science. But he did reach out to the. There's a bunch of Facebook groups. Ice, um, the Ice Junkies Outdoor Facebook group, and he got a tip of spraying dry lube on all the poles that slide. When he had the canvas removed, he fixed a couple of crooked buttons, and that and the thing is taken off. So he had to do some a little bit of manipulation of the machine and it sounds like though it's working great for him now and he really likes the windows it's almost a 360 view um, and he can still put it in his jeep grand cherokee cool thing weighs 50 pounds that's probably this i mean that's the thing with those ice runners they're light they're light now the thing to remember it's much lighter than your one man they're about the same same as same weight as my one man but you have a seat I do have a seat. There are no seats in Ice Runners. There's not, but if you're loading it yourself, yeah, oh, yeah. you know it's nice. You can take yeah. some of that stuff oh, yeah. out and load. Yeah, oh, totally. So, and uh, we're gonna link. I think he sent. Did he send us a video? He did send a video. We can probably throw it up there if he lets us. We'll, yeah, we can do that. Let us know. It, it's interesting though about this Ice Runner thing because neither one of us has ever fished Never. on an Ice Runner. We just looked at them and they seem kind of cool. But a lot of our listeners do, so... I know. Well, no, that's good. It's good. They're, they're um, good value, I think. That's why people like them, right? They're... Yeah. Compared to, like, a clam or Eskimo or one of those. Yeah, they're significantly... In the light, I, I think, to me, I keep coming back the to... The weight. It's, it's the weight. Yeah. You're in a nice insulated shack. Yeah. And you're you're under 50, you're 50 pounds. You got a skylight, lights all compared around. Compared to, like, anything comparable in the clam or... Um, oh, you're you're close to a thousand dollars. She or what's the other uh, Eskimo, otter, otter Eskimo? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at 130 pounds, 140 pounds. Yeah, they get a lot heavier. Uh, so, and then this is these aren't as durable either. But I mean, it's all it's all how you fish. There's no like one solution for everybody. That's there why there's not. all these products on the market. Yeah. There's nothing that's just good for everybody, in my opinion. All right. Well, topic today, Jay. Squishy yeah. ice. Squishy ice. You want to so, talk about your squishy ice a little bit more? God, the ice is terrible right now. <laughs> so, I mean, here we are, third week in January, and we're still talking about ice quality. 
Yeah. Do you ever remember this? As no. long as you live? No. Like we're sitting here in the third week in January and I'm going, I don't know if some of the spots I fished on this weekend would be safe to go back. So yeah. I went to the Mississippi on Saturday and, um, I mean, there were some areas that we went that were like four or five inches of ice in one backwater area. I don't think I'd... In part of that, you had to skirt around a little peninsula where there's some open water. Ooh. So I don't think I'd go back there yeah. right now until yeah. we get some good cold weather again. Because, um, you know, then with river and runoff and everything else, yeah. I, I, you know, the water, that rain runs down holes and it degrades the ice around the hole and... and uh, of course, you can see wherever I was because everybody out there is using six-inch augers, and I'm punching eight-inch holes. <laughs> you can only, I'm one of the few guys that's in our my area that uses an eight-inch really? auger. Yeah, everybody's using six, huh. six-inch augers. I know. I was bummed I forgot my 10 when we were out last weekend. <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, you get used to that eight-inch hole, and it's hard to, like, I don't know why I would ever. Yeah. And quite frankly, you know, I'm using that uh, pistol bit. With the yeah. DeWalt drill, you it's know, fast. I mean, we've, we were only fishing at most eight inches of ice on some spots. Yeah. I mean, I went through one battery in two days. Yeah. So it's not like I need to go to a smaller auger to save battery. Or be that much faster. No, that thing rips through, yeah. cuts a hole in no time. So um, certainly happy. But you can always tell where I've been because if you're on the Mississippi <laughs> and you see an eight-inch hole up by off of Snye McGill, that's where I was. <laughs> I'm not giving away a secret fishing spot. Right, fishing yeah. was terrible this weekend. Mm. Just terrible. So on the squishy ice, what, what kind of lures are you using? On squishy ice, uh, everything. Um, we mainly, though, so mainly we were rigged for northerns. Okay, you're looking for some So rockets. we were, were, remember I talked about the last show, we're doing this ice fishing tournament? Yep. With four other teams? Yep. And so our plan had been to go hit northerns. Okay. And get that out of the way. Yeah. Because that's our biggest opportunity. And um, that didn't go well. Two days, Jeff. Yeah. Two days running max tip-ups every time. How many tip-ups can you have? Well, on the Mississippi, we could each run three, so we had six. Okay, so six tip-ups. And then when we got off the Mississippi onto other waters, yep. we could eat, we didn't do jig lines, so we could each... Well, I can I can run three lines in Iowa. You can buy a third line license. Okay. So I was running two tip-ups and a jig line. So we're sure. running four the rest of the time. Yep. Two days. Guess how many flags? Ten. Lower. <laughs> I figured uh, five. Lower. Two. Lower. Oh, geez. Zero? Zero flags. <gasps> oh, no. Well, one. Like, the wind knocked it off. <laughs> well, that's not a Not flag. even a that's real... A, that's a false I mean, flag. And we had these... Ag- beautiful looking creek chubs like we had okay. the best bait yeah like the best bait is that why you picked old chub as your yeah beard today? yeah old chub i mean and just nothing nothing it was a rough weekend yeah like a rough weekend for fishing and, and you're out two days two days one day we're on this pond bathtub sized pond <laughs> you're fishing from a bathtub smaller than your house yeah, yeah. sized pond yeah. and camera down mm-hmm. fish swimming around all over why didn't you catch them because they wouldn't bite mm. tried everything i could think of um the guy i'm fishing with is a good fisherman i mean we caught one bass 
one little sunfish. And like, you know how I talked in the other show about when the fish hit the reverse? Yeah. Yeah. These weren't even hit in reverse. They never went forward. It was like your bait was invisible. They just cruised by. Wow. Like ignored it. Wow. Like just old people walking by at the mall. <laughs> just no, not even like, oh, what is that? Right. Just doop, 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 doop. They, kept, they just go hmm. right on by you. Hmm. I mean, it was, I've never seen anything like it. So very close lip. But we know we talked to Ole. Yeah. And they were up on Leech this weekend, and they had, they had a tough bite too. And so we had kind of considered, gosh, do we head north, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like it was a tough bite in a lot of spots, so. I don't know if it makes me feel any better, but we put two full days of fishing in with very little work, very, very little success. We are far from early ice at this point, and the fish get lethargic. They're, they're yeah. even though the, it's not super ice and cold. I mean, and maybe that's what's going on. They're kind of in the doldrums of winter, but I mean, um, we didn't. We did catch fish. We caught some yeah. bunch of small crappies yep. and small perch and. Saw small panfish, so it wasn't that, but we just didn't catch anything of size, anything of consequence that we needed. So hmm. that's my fishing report. So speaking of size, uh, I was out <laughs> on Malax this weekend, and we were out um, Red Door, which is usually where I fish from, and we were about fourteen inches of ice, good solid ice. Yeah, I, that's so, a lot of ice from where compared to where I'm at. Solid enough to drive out there. So, so I had my wheelhouse out there this weekend, and we were there, you know, 24 hours. I say oh, we fished all the weekend, but, you know, life happens and you have to go to other things. So so we were out there, and tons of fish marking, you know, always great when you drop your lure in the water and you mark fish. Yeah. And they wouldn't bite. I don't have a camera, but, you know, they wouldn't bite, wouldn't bite. They'd even be really aggressive. You'd drop your lure down Man. there, and they'd... Whew, you know, they'd swim up to it, and then they'd go away. I did end up catching one, I don't know. Diminutive? Diminutive <laughs> walleye. It was a walleye. I guess I see it as a good thing in some level because I haven't caught a lot of small walleyes on Mille Lacs. There was a time where all you could catch was like 19-inch walleyes. Sure. Now, that sounds like a problem. It's not really a problem, but... I'm just saying the fish were all from one class year. Yeah, you want to see a variety. And it seems like I've seen more variety. Health of the fishery. Right, more variety recently. But that was all we caught. Um, we watched a bunch of movies. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I was using Perch Talker. We were in like 18 feet of water. I tried some leech flutter spoons. I tried... Yep, I worked them too this weekend. I tried... Because the flutter action is different than like a, you know, a rattle reel or rattle buckshot. Yeah. Buckshot. I tried those. You know, my favorite color pink is what I like to use on Mille Lacs, pink and white. And I tried the new glass buckshot spoon. Have you seen those, Jay? Yeah, I have. They're supposed to be louder than the normal buckshot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, I tried all those things. And, you know, eventually when you can't get them to bite on those things, you just let it ride right you just fish yeah. and you just hope so um i think i did catch the one i did on the perch talker that little walleye and we were using fat heads not chubs and i had some rainbows too so i'm hoping to keep those alive till next weekend but we'll see how do you do that well it won't be super successful probably but <laughs> <laughs> 
So I have that Frable cooler. Yeah, the big cooler. The big yellow top. Uh, what's a, I don't know, whatever. Bait cooler, Frable bait cooler. It's a big one. It keeps the minnows really well, but I can't find the plug-in for the bubbler. It seems no. to have left me. But last time I put bait in there, they lasted the whole week. Like, they made it to the next weekend, even without the bubbler. So, we'll see how they do. So, what I use is a small aquarium pump. Yeah, I should just go get you one. You can get one. Like, they're like 10 bucks. Yeah. And you just plug them in. Because it has a pump built into it. Right? Yeah. But I can't find the plug-in. Yeah. I, I just use a plug-in aquarium pump huh. okay. to try to keep stuff alive. Because, I mean, it was... It, now, I did learn you can't put them in a five-gallon pail and do that. Oh, because my, bu- my bubbler was too powerful, and I went back downstairs, and they were just in a slow circle. <laughs> like they were like in a whirlpool. They do not like that. <laughs> what kind of bubbler is this? It, like it had a little. Well, I didn't have jet? a. I didn't have a stone on it, <laughs> so it was. It it was like made a whirlpool out of it. Like a rapids for. No, they're like spinning. <laughs> They're just spinning in there, and they, they are not happy about that. <laughs> They're so, all dizzy. Do not do that. Mm. It needs a stone. You need to watch the force <laughs> of the bubbler. So, But, you know, you got to – sometimes you have to yeah. fine-tune things yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a great fishing report either. So hoping we're going to get back out there. Actually, really early this week, I'm going to be back out Thursday because um, I'm importing a brother from Texas – so is take, he bringing you beer? He is bringing me beer. Nice, more Texas yeah, beer. Yeah, he's bringing me some Texas beer. That's what the beer. world needed. He, he said he missed ice fishing, so he's coming in to do some ice oh, fishing. That'll be fun. It's always good to get together yeah. with your brother and ice fish. And so I took a couple days off, and we're going to do that. We have actually a really good legend. We do. So a listener, Spencer K., sent us a legend, and that's up next. So enjoy. Hey, guys. My name is Spencer I am from central Wisconsin, and I have a quick ice fishing legend uh, slash uh, precautionary tale for you guys. So um, I guess I'll just dive right in. Um, I My dad's got me uh, started in ice fishing and fishing in general. At, when I was very young, I can't really remember a time where I wouldn't be out fishing with him, um, from my earliest memories. Um, and yeah, he really, really, uh, got me into the sport at an early age. Um, and I just absolutely loved it. Spending time outside, spending time with him. Um, my favorite thing. So my legend starts on a early mid-March day. I was in, I believe, fourth grade at the time in elementary school, and it was a beautiful mid to upper 30s day. We're getting late ice. Uh, The sun's out, um, and I had to go to school. Well, my dad worked swing shift, and so he had off during the day at this time. And he was going to go out ice fishing with some friends of his. And lucky me, he took me out of school that day and and took uh, took me with him, which was just an absolute awesome thing. I know, like, you know, some kids are lucky enough if their dad takes them to 
uh, like a baseball game or something like that during the middle game, middle of the day, getting out of school. It's just, you know, imagine the excitement like that if that's if that's what you want to compare it to. So I'm all jazzed up. We get out onto this this location. Um, my dad's friends already have holes drilled. Uh, one of my dad's friends is actually a, a guide, so he he kind of knew the the spots. Um, and we are fishing, and it is to this day one of the best fishing days I have ever had. Uh, it was the first time I've ever seen a crappie over 15 inches, and really I don't know that I've seen one since around here. Um, I caught a bluegill, if I recall. It was, I want to say, like nine and a half, somewhere between nine and 10 inches, and um, multiple, multiple crappies over 13, 14 inches. Just, just an amazing day. Um, so great, great time, great experience. Uh, memory I'll always have. Um, so no problem, right? Well, I get home and I'm getting all my stuff, my gear off and my mom comes out and she, this look of horror on her face, my face was as red as an apple. I didn't think of it. Nobody would think of it. Well, I mean, I guess you should think of it, but I no, I didn't think about it at the time. My dad didn't think about it at the time, but we're out there on a mid-March day with bluebird skies, sun shining down. Um, the ice is, or the snow on the ice is melting, and that sun is just beating off of that ice right up into my face the entire day I'm fishing, um, and I didn't have sunscreen on. Now, if, uh, if you're like me and many of the other folks um, around central Wisconsin, um, my skin tone, or um, lack thereof, does not, really, uh, does not really take kindly to the sun. So I get home, and I am burnt to a crisp on my face. I ended up having... Uh, uh, I went in actually to the doctor um, just to get, you know, some ointments and, and whatnot. And I actually had to stay out of school the next couple days um, because it was just so painful and then the peeling and, and whatnot. Um, needless to say, from then on, I've been a lot, lot, lot more careful. Um, I put sunscreen on basically whenever I... I go outside for any extended period of time, regardless of the conditions. Uh, so yeah, I know that might not apply to everyone, but that's my tale. And yeah, just because it's winter or, you know, and it's not 80 degrees out doesn't mean, uh, shouldn't wear, uh, have, have some kind of protective, um, clothing and, and sunscreen on your face. So that's all I have. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Keep it up. We really want to thank Spencer for sending that legend in. And everybody, have a, a great week, and we'll we'll talk to you here in a bit. Tight lines. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet where we talk about tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Till then, signing 
off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.